Welcome to the new episode of the Community Mental Health Transformation Programme podcast, which today will look at primary care networks. Lisa Williams will talk to Dr Murray Campbell and Dr Wahid Abassi about this area. My name is Lisa Williams and joining me for this chat today are... Hi, I'm uh, Murray Campbell. Uh, I've been a GP in the Cannock area for many years and I'm also the clinical lead in mental health for what was Canic Chase CCG and is now uh, the uh, ICB. And my name is Dr. Wahid Abassi and I'm a GP in Newcastle and Lyme and I'm clinical lead for mental health for Integrated Care Commissioning Board, um, Staffshire and Stockholm Trent. Great, thanks both um, and welcome to this podcast. So today we're going to be focusing on primary care networks. Um, which are also known as PCNs. So Wahid, I'm going to go to you first with this question. Um, so could you explain what a primary care network is and how they relate to the transformation of community mental health care across Staffordshire and Stoke-on-Trent? Thank you, Lisa. Um, so under the Health and Care Act 2022, you would see significant changes um, the way primary care works. One of the changes is that the primary care um, GP practices are coming together in small groups. These groups are called primary care networks or PCNs, as commonly known. Um, and you will see that the PCNs working together um, in small groups, they will be integrating their services. Um, they will have additional uh, uh, roles which are going to be uh, deployed within the PCNs. This work started uh, um, already started, and we have significant number of additional uh, roles, including mental health practitioners in primary care, uh, GP surgeries, working together at a small scale. This allows the, uh, of course, allows primary care uh, GP practices to work together, share their resources, and uh, increase capacity uh, and access. Thanks, Wahid. Um, so I'll go to Murray for the second question. Can you talk about some of the work that's happened so far within PCNs and what we've learned so far? Yes, certainly. I, I, I think we've just got to take a step back, possibly, because we, we have to accept that we have been through uh, really uh, abnormal times and the PCNs and general practice has been the front line of the, the that with the, the initially the, the pandemic subsequently the vaccination program of which PCNs were largely responsible for and general practice and PCNs are, are re really now picking up a lot of the, the backlog created by you know long hospital waiting lists etc as a result of the pandemic so I think a bit of disclaimer perhaps things haven't moved on quite as as well as we would have of anticipated perhaps three years ago but we we have made significant progress in fact i think wahid uh, mentioned the roles of additional uh, uh, roles within pcns and one of the key roles is the mental health practitioners and although they are not directly part of the mental health transformation program they are extra mental health practitioners who are going to be based in the community and obviously would have a key role in, in the working of the community mental health transformation programme. One of the earlier 
uh, things that we, we we did was communication with PCNs uh, and uh, sharing sort of our health inequality work with uh, the PCNs, looking at uh, sort of demographics and inequality demographics within PCN areas and sort of demonstrating how aspects of the community mental health transformation program uh, would, would, would benefit the PCNs and obviously the, 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 the service users within PCNs. Ends. Uh, moving on from that, uh, we are now looking at other additional roles within PCNs. Uh, as in addition to the mental health practitioners, now they may be care coordinators uh, to support the coordination of, of, of mental health care. And, and this is perhaps the crux of the transformation programme, moving away from a strictly uh, medical model of, of clinical care to the, the support that the voluntary sector organisations, uh, other organisations, local authorities, etc, etc, all have available in the community to support all aspects of people with mental health issues. So it's not just about the, 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 the clinical aspect of mental health, it's about debt, finance, employment, education, uh, etc., it's housing, etc., etc. And so basically we are looking at almost teams within PCNs, little mental health teams in the community to support uh, a, a more community approach to mental health care. Thanks, Murray. Um, so I'll move on to the next question, which um, I'll go to you, Wahid. So how have these changes impacted service users so far and what changes can we expect in the next 12 months? Uh, uh, Murray has uh, highlighted the way um, these roles are employed and deployed uh, within the primary care networks. Um, traditionally, you would, you would have seen that a lot of services were provided either in primary care or, or secondary care. There was a clear divide. Um, a lot of these roles um, are now uh, being uh, provided and a lot of these services are being provided in primary care at a primary care network level, um, a PCN level. Um, you will see that the mental health practitioner, as uh, Maria said, um, is one of those roles. There's a lot of other roles. We have first contact physios, we have uh, social prescribers. The whole idea is to, to bring uh, care closer to the patient and and uh, I move away from just the medical model uh, and, and prescriptive model to a very holistic uh, model where uh, care is closer to the patient, uh, easily accessible. And of course, obviously these roles are also intended to, um, to improve the access in primary care and primary care capacity. So I see that uh, um, moving forward, um, um, there will be uh, significant changes the way we are working, there will be much more integration of services. Um, it, it should be a seamless pathway for the patients who come to us in primary care. Um, they will get uh, the um, very holistic service and they should have uh, access to services a lot more easier um, than the traditional model of primary care and secondary care and tertiary care. So um, it, there will be a lot more integration as set and hopefully this will also increase capacity within the primary care. Thanks, Wahid. That sounds great. 
Um, so the final question, I'll come to Murray for this one. Um, so obviously there's lots of work um, going on at the moment within PCNs, but how important do you see this work being going forwards? Well, I, 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 think, I think it's absolutely key to the, 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 the community aspect of, 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 of the transformation programme. Uh, I think, as, as Wahid said, we, we, we've previously had a, a, a divide uh, between primary and secondary care, and this doesn't help the, the people wanting to use or access the services. Uh, in addition to that, there has been an additional barrier about accessing the other support networks. And again, one of the key aspects of the transformation programme has been a series of procurements which are now, now underway uh, with uh, the, the, the community mental health trusts being able uh, to be involved in the procurement of special services to support debts to, to support financial support, to support housing support, to support employment support, support health and lifestyle, and improve not only um, emotional and mental well-being, but also physical mental being in individuals who do have uh, um, uh, mental health issues. Now, I see part of the the, the main. Uh, uh, way forward in the next uh, 12, 24 months. Once these services are in place, I think it's absolutely key that they are readily accessible to those with the, the, the mental health need. And I think we've had a bit of a conversation about that, Lisa, previously. Uh, it, it's one thing putting these services in place. It's another thing actually raising awareness and being able to access those. And certainly, I would be very keen for PCNs and individual GP practices uh, to be able to uh, have their, to be able to signpost their uh, patients to be able to access these new services to support them in a holistic sort of way. And I see that as a major piece of work that we we, we want to uh, 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 take forward over the next 12 months and again that would in, involve the, the the whole uh mental health team within pcns that would be the mental health practitioners the social prescribers uh, care coordinators etc and so someone with a mental health need would have a, a come to whoever with that need and of course, some aspects of that care may need uh, specialist support or, or clinical support, but many other aspects may need advice with other uh, matters of daily living. And so therefore, there'd be a seamless approach and seamless access to all those services, which I see as being the, the, the general overall ethos of the, 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 the Community Mental Health Transformation Programme. Thanks, Murray. That's great. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think PCNs um and well the whole work within the transformation is fantastic but we need to make sure that it's ac accessible um so we can address those wider determinants that affect mental health okay so that's all from us here at the mpft community mental health transformation podcast thank you so much for our guests murray and waheed and of course thank you to our listeners for tuning in mm -hmm.